What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And I didn't come up with a funny line this week. Woo! Which in of what itself? What was that? Oh. It's like a moose call. Uh, oh. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> that I'm dog is like tilting his head at you like, what are you doing? But uh, it, I'm like a wolf from Life is Strange, you know, like because we're all wolves now. In Life that is Strange too. That was not a wolf call. Oh. That was a moose call. Did you all like that sound, listeners? Did I annoy you? Did you just put on your earphone saying like, I can't wait for a good episode of Games and Groceries? And then you and just... And then you were greeted with that noise. Yeah. I, I spoke whale to you. Are you impressed, listeners? I know... Why do you keep changing my animal? You're a moose. I'm a moose whale wolf. No. Wolf whale That was moose. just a moose. <laughs> Games and Groceries. So, anyways. Liz, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. How was your week? Because I was there. <laughs> it was good. We had our friends over this week. Yeah. Um, so that was a loud slurp, by the way, by me. Good job. Thank you. But our friends were over this week, so I'm a little exhausted because we're not used to having people at our house. Yeah, one so friend. I'm like, what is my life? Yeah, my friend, you know, said like, oh, I want to come in this week, and then her friend said like, oh, I'll be able to come that week as well. I was just like, ooh. Well, she came specifically because he was coming this week. Oh, right, Because right, right. it would be fun having all four of us. True, true, true. So. Yeah. But it was a fun week. We're just introverts. Yeah. And hosting people for a whole week is, like, exhausting. Even though all we did was sit on the couch with them, it's still exhausting. Yeah. yeah. No, we didn't all do that. Like, we, we went out. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we did went... go out, like, the last two days a lot. Yeah, I bought a lot of comic books. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say a I lot, a but I, yeah, you got um the Wicked and and the Divine. Yeah, the Wicked and the Divine. I, I got, know nothing about it. it; just looked interesting. Yeah, I got the Miles Morales uh, comics because I've now officially seen Spider Verse four times in theaters. Yeah. And then we were in a comic shop, and I was like, you know what? Since I like Spider Verse so much, maybe I should be reading Miles Morales instead yeah. of just saying like I love Spider Verse. Have you read Miles Morales? No. I yeah. just like the movie. It's kind of like Harry Potter fans. They only watch the film and yeah, they don't read wrong. the books. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was an exciting week. It was fun. It was fun having friends. Yeah. So as you can see from the title, uh, we are going to be talking about Life is Strange 2, Episode 2. And before we get into that, before you start listening to our thoughts on Life is Strange, Episode 2... Spoiler alert! Shouldn't you wait to do that until well, I'm gonna remind we them. like actually start talking about it? But I just wanted to push the button. Oh my goodness. But uh, we're gonna go full spoilers ahead on Life is Strange 2, Episode 2. But before we get there, we're gonna talk about top three gaming news, right? We're gonna skip yeah. movie minutes this week because... Uh, That's just a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and we, we have a ton to talk about, about Life Strange 2, so we're going to give more time to that. But we still want to talk about uh, this segment entitled... Top 3 Gaming News. So we finally got our auditory transition piece. Uh, for those wondering, oh, who is that? That is independent filmmaker Marcus Graves. Marcus with a K. Uh, you can follow him at I am Marcus Graves, Marcus with a K. Uh, on Twitter, but he does independent independent films. Uh, that's his dream, and he he makes some 
good stuff. He also has a YouTube channel where he reviews uh, and reacts to Naruto episodes. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. But so let's get right into this because the more time we have for Life is Strange 2. But a lot has happened this week in terms of gaming news. And we're going to run down our personal top three gaming news of this week. Uh, number three, rumors spread that Fallout 76 would be free to play uh, because of situations in, <clears throat> in Australia. So the, the rumor had it that this started with the YouTube channel Quartering, where he had some uh, intel from EB Games Australia. Mm -hmm. And two of, his, two of his insiders said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're pulling um, standard copies. Standard copies from uh, shelves, standard copies of Fallout 76. And, you know, they just started to speculate. And they said, like, oh, that's because they're getting prepared to free to play. Yeah. And before before we talk even more about how this went down, as soon as I heard that, I was like, or overstock. Like, or there's a buyout. Like, you, you have two people, yeah. two people in all of Australia saying that you're pulling only the standard copies. So the yeah. So the special editions and the tricentennial editions are staying up on shelves, but the standard copies are. And I remember yeah. and I remember reading reports that like Bethesda sent out too many copies. So and it's not selling well. It just sounded to me more that it was like a buyout situation. Mm -hmm. You know, than anything else that made more sense to me. Yeah. Like I I don't know why they just jumped to like. It's going free to play. But also, when you told me that originally, I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised that it's going to be free to play. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the call. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But just like I said, um, sales have been low. And comparisons to uh, their other game, Brink, start to uh, come yeah. up. Uh, YouTubers went. YouTubers and other creators just went all over this saying like, oh, look out. Fallout 76 is going to be free to play. Uh, look out. Yeah. And I, I just kept saying, like, ah, this is too soon. I mean, Brink went free to play real late in its lifetime. Yeah. And and that's the other thing. They, they also compared that Elder Scrolls Online went, quote, unquote, free to play. But that mm -hmm. just means that you buy the game disc, which is now you can buy it on sale for 10 bucks now. Yeah. You can buy it for 10 bucks on sale. Um, and you don't have to pay a subscription service mm -hmm. for that. That's how that went free to play, like quote unquote. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's too soon. It's too soon for Fallout 76 to become free to play. It's still selling. People still enjoy it. I may not enjoy it, but that doesn't mean other people don't, mm -hmm. right? And with the more and more rumors came out about like all this, there was a lot of people on Twitter really angry, saying like, if it is, I better be compensated. <clears throat> and Bethesda tweeted to one of these people saying like. I, like, I better be compensated for my payment. Yeah. And all Bethesda tweets is, there is no truth to this rumor. Like, um, Like a computer wrote it. Yeah. Which brings up a good point. Um, and, I, and I tweeted about this on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, but oh, I tweeted about this just saying, like, I miss the days where Pete Hines shut everybody down. You know, mm -hmm. like now it just feels more robotic. Yeah. Bethesda just feels more like, like you said, a computer generated PR person, like just shutting everybody down. But Pete Hines hasn't tweeted since release. 
And I remember when he came out and people were just like, oh, why isn't Pete Hines talking? Well, you know, I got family and we just adopted a dog, so I'm sorry that I love animals. And it's just what? like, like that's your job, though. Like, yeah, it's your job to to hurt our feelings. Why aren't you hurting our feelings, Pete? <laughs> and that's the thing. I miss Uncle Pete shutting everybody down, but now it's just become something else. Bethesda has become just—I don't want to say the same word twice, but it's become robotic. Yeah, you know. That's really the only word to use to describe it. It just seems computer-generated answers. Like, yeah. like, oh, this is how a person is supposed to respond to this type of rumor. Yeah, like when they uh, said for the canvas bags, I believe the situation was, and they said, we are sorry. Yeah, like... It said not we're sorry, we are sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. only a computer would write we are these days and i know that sounds like really like petty and nitpicky but at the same time like who writes we are sorry it's we're sorry and, and that's the thing it's just it, it's less personal now and i think that's part of the uh it, it really is part of the bethesda brand is the the, the personal branding mm -hmm. you know Pe people were really invested in bethesda because that's who we were it was just a yeah. bunch of like really gaming addicts uh, and and uh, Todd Howard, I almost said Tim Howard, from former Everton goalie. Anyway. But Todd Howard uh, would always say, say, like, you know, back in the day, I didn't want to grow up to be a football player. I wanted to make video games, you know? Like, he, he mm -hmm. was the, the people's game dev. Yeah. And now it's just become very unpersonal, like, impersonal. Yeah. I don't know what the word is. I think it's impersonal. Impersonal. Uh, tweeted us at Gaming Groceries. What is the word? Correct our grammar. Correct our grammar. But that's all I really have to say about it. Oh, also, the the, uh, the leather jacket that they put out. Ugly. Oh, that thing is ugly. It's ugly. It's too expensive. What are you doing, Bethesda? Stop it. The problem is you know people are going to buy that ugly jacket. If you bought it, please tweet at me so I can feel sorry. Like, But that's the thing. Is it like... They said there is no truth to this rumor. They, they, it's almost like they're trying to bury Fallout 76, and then they come out with this leather jacket. And it's just yeah. like, oh, you're not burying it. Okay, you're still trying to profit you're, off yeah, of you're, it. You're still trying to make money off of something that's just pissing everyone off. Exactly. It's just like, if no one's buying your game, and everybody's mad at your game, why would you put out an almost $300 leather jacket because they know the whole 10 people who aren't mad at the game will buy that jacket i know it's uh it's just it's not disgusting to me it's not like what ea does no it's just i miss the old ways you yeah know? it's it's like looking at that friend that you when you were kids like your best friend and your kids and then when you hit high school suddenly they were too good for you yeah it's kind of like that exactly uh but that's all you have to say about it um but let's go on to our number two gaming news. This is ranked number two for us. Uh, Bioware has pitched to EA about KOTOR 3, Knights of the Old Republic 3. And it was pitched, but not developed. Jason Schreier made sure that everybody knows that they pitched the idea, but they're not developing it ever. And this is coming from a tweet uh, from Jason Schreier. Uh, they stated on Twitter that they tried to make... KOTOR 3 happened, but it just never went through. It just never happened. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of YouTubers, including Young Yeah, uh, they, they, they said that, like, yeah, they said exactly what Jason was saying, that it's kind of unfair that EA 
won't go onto this pitch. They they won't agree to make KOTOR 3. And that's just kind of stupid like to yeah. say that. KOTOR 3 would be such a moneymaker that they, they, they don't realize that. Yeah. You know, they could... What, what EA could do is re-release KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2, mm -hmm. like re-release that. You don't, you, don't ha you don't have to like remaster it, right? Um, it, it's almost like I'm playing through the Ezio collection right now. Yeah. And it's just kind of like they, they throw up the contrast and they sharpen some images and boom, here you go. Yeah. Uh, they could do the same thing with KOTOR 1 and 2, honestly. Yeah. And then make some money from that re-release -re and then release KOTOR 3 and then boom, moneymaker. Mm -hmm. But YouTubers were kind of angry about that. And Jason Schreier called out Young Ya, and it's like all these fake YouTubers with their fake news. They they don't know exactly what I was saying. My dog's leaning on my arm, and it's adorable. He's so cute. I yes, can't, he is. Hi, little butt. I can't handle him. That's what we call our dog. We call our dog little butt. That's N his nickname. That's what you call our dog. No, you call him that too sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Little butt. I don't know where it came from. I forget why I originally started calling him that. Anyway. But... Then Schreier like calls him out and says like, "Oh, these, uh, these YouTubers don't know what they're talking about. That's not what I said." And he then tweeted saying, uh, "Devs, uh, developers pitch dream projects all the time. This isn't big news, but the problem is that like, yeah, they pitched it so many times, and EA just kind of shut it down. It was never in development. We understand that, but you pitched the idea of this huge money maker." And yet, nothing comes of it. And that's what we're angry about. It, mm -hmm. And I think Jason's kind of, like, missing the point there. Yeah. he's. We're not trying to say that, like, oh, man, like, they were in development. They 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 put up KOTOR 3. They were developing and EA shut it down. We weren't saying that. No. Like, we were just saying that, like, why doesn't EA agree to, like, make it happen? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's their own IP. Like, they own the Star Wars brand. Bioware, like made the KOTOR series so it's it's an EA IP technically if we want to get fancy with things but I don't know it, it could be Disney's fault too it could be Disney saying like well the old Republic isn't really canon anymore so mm -hmm. there's there, there could be a number of different reasons but I think Jason Trier calling out Yang Yao like that's like saying yeah it, it just kind of was stupid on his part it was yeah but uh, let's move on to the number one gaming news of this week, because I think we got so much to talk about with Life is Strange 2, episode two. Yeah. So, uh, but let's talk about the number one gaming news of this week, which is that Metroid Prime 4 is going to restart developments. Uh, and people are just, they're mixed because here's the problem. Everyone's excited for Metroid Prime 4. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been waiting for this for so long. I can't even count how many years. I think the last one came out on the Wii. I think. I mean, it was remastered on the Wii U, but I think the last one came out on the Wii, but I might be wrong about that. But uh, Metroid Prime 4 was in development. We don't know how long it was in development mm -hmm. for, but it's restarting development. Now, that's the bad side, but the good side is that... It's going to be under Retro Studios, which started the Metroid Prime series. So yeah. it's going back to the originators. So this is coming from a uh, development update from Nintendo. And in that developer update video, they decided that, listen, uh, what we have for Metroid Prime 4 isn't meeting with 
Metroid Prime standards. It's not me with Nintendo standards of of whatever it was. It just wasn't going up to standards. Yeah. And they just said, we just made the executive decision to scrap it, restart it, and not only restart it, but go under Retro Studios who made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was the update, and people were just like, what the heck? And, and a lot of people said, like, well, this means we're not going to get it before 2022. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's going to be at least, the very least, three years. Yeah. And that's even being, like, very nice to the developers. It, it takes way more than three years to make a game nowadays. Yeah. So, um, I, th- I like this. I honestly am not disappointed about this. Because when we're talking about games coming out today and how they're just broken... You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's nice seeing that Nintendo... It's nice seeing that they know that their product isn't well-made. It's not meeting up to their standards. And they're willing to waste millions of dollars, presumably, yeah. to cancel the ideas, restart it, so that fans can have a 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. And I, and I, and I enjoy... That's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Honestly. Because... <sighs> games coming out now, there's just buggy messes they are and it's honestly because people know like developers know that like oh well if it's messed up or it's buggy you know we can just send a patch in and it's all done like gone are the days when you go buy a game and it's actually finished exactly because they know that they can like now since it's all on online and downloads and stuff yeah they can patch it they can send patches they can add updates like Mm -hmm. i don't know like i don't like that i miss the days where Everything was like you got the game and that was the game and that was it. Yeah, it was simpler. Simpler times. Simpler times. You just saved it onto a little memory card that you ended up losing. <laughs> Great. But uh, I mean, some good news before we go into our big topic. Some good news about this is that uh, a Game Informer representative uh, tweeted out saying, pretty much that it's confirmed that the Metroid Prime trilogy is going to be remastered and released on the Switch. Very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he tweeted about that, someone said, like, wait, wait, like, how soon? And and I wish I had the tweet screenshotted or screen screenshot. Screenshot. Yeah, I wish I screenshot the, the tweets. Uh, but basically, he said that, yeah, it's pretty much finished now. Mm-hmm. They're waiting to announce it. In fact, they were going to announce it last month. Hmm. So they were going to announce it in December. So... With this news, they're probably going to wait a little bit. They're going to wait for people to just calm down about this news and then just say, hey, Metroid Prime Trilogy, it's going to be remastered on the Switch. You can buy it in March. Yeah. Guarantee it's going to be spring. So most likely March. I'm going to throw out a date here. I'm going to throw out a date, March 22nd. I don't even know what day of the week that is, but I just have a good feeling about that date. Um, I'm just going to see if that's a Tuesday. That would be dope if I got that right. March 22nd is a Friday. I'm sticking with it. March 22nd, Metroid Prime Trilogy to be released on Nintendo Switch. But mark your calendars, people. Yeah. Because I, I got the insights. Yeah. And then Nintendo's going to sue me. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh it's just a lucky goodness. guess. But yeah, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Again, just remaster it. Just like KOTOR. Just, you know, put up the contrast. You know, give us give us the games and boom. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. People are happy about oh it. Goodness. But... 
I think that does it with top three yeah. gaming news. Before we go into the Life Strange 2 Episode 2, mm-hmm. speaking on Nintendo, okay, we have news oh, because... So the other day we were at retro gaming stores and we were like... We always keep saying like how we need to get my Nintendo 64 from my dad. Yeah. Because... Few years ago, when we moved, when we got married, I asked for all of our old games. My dad will not let go of his Genesis. It's mm-hmm. still in a box in the basement. He hasn't played it since I was probably ten. Yeah, he's not giving up his Genesis. Nope. I want it so bad, but he's had that Genesis since before I was born, so I'm not getting that. But I asked him, "Can I get the Nintendo 64?" And he said, "I thought we gave it to you. I thought I gave you all the old consoles except mm-hmm. for my my Sega." Yeah. And I said, no, my sister, like, I told him that my little sister wouldn't let us take it. She wanted it for some reason, but she doesn't play it either. And he's like, well, we still have it. You can ask Sarah. I don't think she'll want it. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, and she's like, yeah, sure. She's like, I don't care. So when we go to my parents' house next, we're going to get my old N64 with all the old games. I have Glover. I have Mario Kart. And Mario Party. And Mario Party. The first one. I have Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. I have Ready to Rumble. Yeah. I love Ready to Rumble. And we have some sort of racing game. I don't remember the name of it. I think we have Mortal Kombat. Mm, you have that on the Genesis. I don't know about the Maybe it was on Genesis. Yeah, I can't remember. And we have an Elmo game. Because <laughs> my little sister was like three when we got it. So yeah. <laughs> that was the only game she could play. We have so many games. But if there are games that you think we should have. Ocarina of Time. Not you, oh, the okay. listeners. Oh. If there are listeners who suggest any specific N64 games, tweet at one of us yeah. or the Games and Grocery what? Twitter. Did I just get a tweet? Ocarina of Time. One of oh our listeners my goodness. just tweeted Ocarina of Time. You can get what you want. Okay. I'm still seeing what other people suggest for the N64 because I was only about 10 when we had it. This so Majora's Mask. What? People are tweeting us already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. People aren't tweeting us because this isn't live. <laughs> I don't know. The magic. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so send us a tweet or a direct message letting us know yeah. what games we should get for our N64 when we get it. We should get it within the next month or two. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and also just to remind our listeners to also follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries and follow each of us if you want to uh, yell at us or give us some love. So my Twitter handle is at AceTheGrocer. Uh, Ace the Grocer, my initials are Ace, that's why. What's your Twitter handle? Journey First. At Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. It's all just one word. I don't know how many more sentences I can say about that. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Also follow us, um, not follow us, but follow our boy, uh, Absolute Prodigy. He's on Twitch. He's going through the Kingdom Hearts, uh, not the trilogy. There's way more than that. Yeah. But he's going through the Kingdom Hearts series on Twitch. He usually streams Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m., 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So go give him some love. And there we go. He just uh, got off my lap, my dog. But, yeah, and also, if you're listening to on iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever you like to listen to us on, we're everywhere, basically. Uh, give us some love. Uh, give us a uh, star rating, uh, anonymous review, because the more reviews you get, the more attention we get on the front page, and the more attention on more front pages that we get, the more attention that we get from our How friends. How many times can you say get an attention? On Anchor. Anchor, how you doing? How you doing, buddies? I know you're listening. Put us on your featured page. I actually, tw- I actually emailed them saying like, hey, how you doing, guys? 
Yeah, I, I see you got a new featured page going up. How about us? But now, now they're so annoyed with me that they're like, get this guy out of here. Yeah. Too bad. I'm still going to say it. How you doing? Put us on feature. Oh, my goodness. So follow us on all the social medias. Follow our boy, Absolute Prodigy, on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, give us uh, some honest feedback so that uh, we can build our show even more. More people can hear our uh, show and that Anchor can finally give us the recognition that we deserve. Yeah. Anchor. So I think that brings us to our segment, Talkie Time. I, I think it's officially called Talkie Time at this yeah, point. Yeah. So we played Life is Strange 2, Episode 2. We have our thoughts. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. They're sl- they lean negative. Yeah. I'm s- they lean negative. It's not negative. It leans yeah, negative. Yeah, it's still got some good points, but it is definitely more on the negative side. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it one more time. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. We're going, so we're going full spoilers on this. If you haven't played it, go play it, come back to us, and then listen to our thoughts. Uh, but let's get right into it. And I think the very first thing that kind of irked us, there's a, there's a lot, oops, there's a, there's a lot more that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. And we'll talk about what happened before this event. But I think the first thing that kind of like irked us a little bit was Mushroom's death. Yeah. So one thing I got to point out, and I tweeted about this, I tweeted evidence about this, is that uh, if you, right before you search for Daniel, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you let Mushroom out to go pee. And then Daniel's like, oh, where, where's Mushroom? Daniel goes out. And then you have to go fill the canteens. If you mm-hmm. go fill the canteens and come back to the bed in in the in the cabin mushrooms on the bed yeah there's some sort of glitch that they either put him there before or they forgot that with the scene that was before that and they drew mushroom sleeping soundly on the bed yeah and so when i first saw it i was like like, oh mushrooms back yeah when i saw i was like oh daniel let mushroom back in where's daniel yeah and i I tweeted you can go see my evidence yeah we have yeah he um tweeted a clip the video clip of Mushroom clearly on the bed. <laughs> yeah, he's on the bed. And so when he goes out, and he's like, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Oh, my goodness. Wait, wait. Oh, what was uh, Heavy Rain? Jason. Jason. But, <laughs> and so, like, you go out, and then you see blood on the ground. And, and I'm still thinking that Mushroom's on the bed. Yeah, so our first thought was like, oh, my God, something happened to Daniel. Yeah, something happened to Daniel. And then you go to the tree trunk, and you see Mushroom's bandana. And it's like... Wait, but Mushroom's on the bed, like, and she has her bandana on. Yeah. And so then you go under the tree trunk, and there, there's a cougar eating a Mushroom's body. And I'm not just eating like, Mushroom's body. Well, it, it's, it, it clearly had bitten. Yeah. Mushroom. And so like that was that glitch was just kind of like it threw me off because I, I was just like, I was in an emotional state where I was like, wait, I saw her sleeping on the bed. Why why is Mushroom being eaten? Yeah. So. The real reason why we're irked about this is because we believe that this is almost, and not almost, this is, it's a wasted death. Yeah. It, so let me explain. Uh, Narrative-wise, we get to see Mushroom in the second half of episode one. 
mm-hmm. right? Second half of episode one, we get to introduce uh, the dog character. And we all know, we all know Life is Strange is known for their emotional storytelling. Yeah, we knew that she wasn't going to make it through the entire game and come yeah. out on the sunny side with the boys. Exactly. We knew that the dog was going to die. But in the f- within the first quarter, like halfway through, for, through the first quarter of the game, uh, of the second episode, mm-hmm. Mushroom then dies a brutal death. The, the, the reason why this is kind of a mistake on Don't Nod's part is because we didn't get enough emotional attachment to be like, what happened? Like, like we, we don't feel for Daniel yeah. there. We felt for ourselves. Yeah, cause because like we have, we're dog owners and I can just, oh my God, that broke my heart in half. But as far as like feeling the emotion of the characters, yeah. we just didn't have time for that. And there, there's just so much more better ways. The way I would have killed... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the way I would have murdered Mushroom. Um, the way I would have killed off Mushroom as a character is that not up until episode four. So this is a five-episode series. And so we, we get to know Mushroom. Um, and, and she's getting to know the character. It's becoming like... Almost like a, a dog owner, like yeah, like she's part of the family now. Yeah, and now you're getting emotionally attached to Mushroom. You're getting so close to the sunny side, which is the next episode. You're 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 you have hope for Mushroom. Yeah, but then Mushroom starts to starve. You know, you can't feed Daniel and Mushroom, right? So she starts to get sick, and you're almost there. You're so close. Yeah. And, and that's how she passes, right? Because you have to decide, is there is it worth having another mouth to feed? And you just leave her behind. Do you see... I wouldn't leave her behind. I would just sacrifice her to a shelter. You would have a choice. That's... Okay, that's what yeah. I, I'm just saying. But... But, like, that's the thing. You would yeah. have to decide, like, like, keep Mushroom and have that, like, have the dog die with you or yeah. give it to a shelter. Yeah. Like, do you want... Do you see how, like... How that could have been much more like yeah. an emotional coma that would have put you in. Yeah. If you had to decide to keep Mushroom with you and watch her die, but at least she's with you, or give her away to a shelter and never see her again. Either way, you don't see Mushroom ever again, but you just have this distinct because you had this emotional um, attachment to Mushroom because it's now four episodes in. Yeah. You love Mushroom and you want the best for her. But you have to decide, yeah, like how you're never going to see her again. She's thriving in a shelter, or she dies in your arms. Yeah, like, but that's how it disappointed me. It was just kind of like, oh, we get to see a dog. We all know she's going to die, and then like first quarter, like, oh, yeah, like I am like honestly, I wouldn't have even taken it as far as you if they would have just killed her off later on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like. She gets lost, or she gets hit by yeah. a car, or but like something. later on, like killed her later on. Like it was way too early to kill off the yeah. dog. And it's not like you can say like, oh, don't not that was too soon. It it was it was too, it was soon. too soon. Narratively speaking, that was too soon. Like they had an emotional attachment because if you read the journal, if you read Sean's journal, like they they say that like they went to a to a hostel and they let a dog in you know like they have all this attachment to the dog after a few months but gameplay wise we've only we didn't had see that we only had her two days yeah we only had her 
an hour and a half gameplay wise. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, it, there, there's so much we could have done with Mushroom to have that emotional attachment. And Life is Strange is known to put you in a coma with your tears. Yeah. And they kind of wasted that death. Yeah. Like, and it felt to me like, oh, man, we, we have to program a dog now. Uh, yeah. That's just, that's a bit much. Let's not program her. So Cougar yeah. gets her. Honestly, I feel like that's where that glitch came in mm-hmm. with her sleeping on the bed. Like, they had originally planned on keeping her. Then they're like, eh, never mind. And they put in her, mm. like, death Maybe, yeah. and forgot to take her out of that scene yeah. with her on the bed. That's and what my guess is, is that they just forgot to take her out because originally they were going to keep her and they changed their mind. And, and again, we're talking about the good here. That was a good death. Oh, yeah. That was a great death. If they had waited to do that till episode four yeah. or the end of three even, mm-hmm. then it would have been better. But since we had no emotional attachment, the only reason I got sad is because I thought of my own dog. Exactly. Like if I wasn't a pet owner, like if someone who's not an animal person mm-hmm. was playing this game, yeah. they probably wouldn't have cared. Exactly. And it's just like, I don't know. And that's the thing. It, it was only for dog people, like people who loved animals which it, uh, by the way if you don't love animals i don't trust you as a human being um <laughs> but i don't know it, it it just felt a little bit wasted now 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 that we have that out of the way i i think that was the biggest thing in this game that irked me like right it didn't ruin the game for me but it leaned more negative because i'm seeing this from a narrative standpoint yeah. i'm not seeing this as like oh it upset me but it's just I felt like we could have done with a better storyline with that. Yeah. But before all that, you know, we're in the cabin and we're not going to say everything like step by step. Yeah. But the other part was that it kind of started off slow. Yeah. It it came out of the gates kind of slow. You know, like we we see uh, Daniel having his powers. And that he's training them and he's doing really like he's learning control. Mm hmm. And, and there's just some points where it kind of like stops the story dead in its tracks, like the dice game. Yeah. And it was just like. I hated that game. <laughs> I I liked it. I liked the concept. I would like to play it myself. Yeah, it was a good concept. And it would be fine if it was an option. Yeah. It's not an option to play. And they forced th- you into playing it. And that's the thing. It could have been great if it was an option. Like, the, the good part about Life is Strange is that, like, there's things around the world that you can interact with. Yeah. Like, you could have found that, like, with somebody, like, oh, like, whoa, this is cool dice game you can, like, play as. But Life is Strange 2 is, is seeming a lot more linear. Like, mm-hmm. you have to play this, you have to go do this, and it just feels more linear, whereas... It doesn't feel as free as the first season did. Yeah. And I think it's fair to compare this episode to Life is Strange Season 1, Episode 2. Yeah. Which, arguably, Life is Strange Season 1, Episode 2 was the weaker of the episodes. Bottles. Yeah. Search for the bottles. And I think it's fair to compare this in that way. But it was still better. It was still better because you get to interact with different parts of the world. You get to go in different rooms. You save Alicia? Elisa? Um, oh, no. I think it's Alicia. Alicia. Alyssa? Alyssa. Alyssa, yeah, that's it. But you get to save Alyssa. Alyssa, Alyssa. Alyssa uh, from Toilet Paper. But, but thanks, Max. You're so great. But <laughs> I love Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa! 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Ooh, Those are so two different names. Alyssa. Thank Anyways. you. Anyways, but this kind of like felt a little, not a little, but a lot of just linear things of yeah. non-optional uh, moments where it just kind of stopped the narrative dead in its tracks. Yeah. Um, but the other part that kind of like stopped the, the narrative and this could have been great mm -hmm. again just like mushrooms death definitely could have been m like more emotional mm -hmm. then we see uh then we see evidence of sean being jealous of daniel's powers yeah because uh he goes out and lets a at nighttime yeah he goes out to let mushroom out and to have a cigarette and you see um you see sean's hand uh, going out to a stone as if he wants to lift it like Daniel does mm -hmm. and doesn't happen for him. And you can see, like, the jealousy in yeah, his eyes. Yeah, the jealousy and the anger on his face. And I was like, they could have expanded on that. And they just left it there. Yeah. Like, it they never brought it up. Like, they had him question Daniel what it's like. Yeah. But other than that, they never expanded on it. I was like, you know what you could have done with that? Mm -hmm. it, goes, like, it goes back to Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Uh, the, whole, the whole point with writing a narrative and... Um, with Chekhov's gun, he said that if you're going to put a gun on the wall, in the next scene, that gun better go off. Mm -hmm. Meaning that every little thing that you put into a story has to have a purpose. And it kind of didn't. It didn't. It. Th I thought, oh, that's going to be something. When I thought, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to, like, explode or something. Yeah. And, and that's and the thing. Is I was like. Now, I will give it to, to Don't Nod that they still have three more episodes to expand on that. Now that we're introduced that he's jealous and he's questioning, like, what does it feel like? Maybe they'll expand it on episode but three, four, five. But there was way too much time in between. It was. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's something that should have happened in that episode. Like, waiting till the next episode would be way too much time mm -hmm. between those two incidents. Yeah. And... I would have fixed it by now again this is a good thing i'm not trying to say that like him being jealous like oh that's stupid i think that's no that would have been a good way i mean it's predictable but it would have been a good way to take it yeah but there's just so many things that could have expounded on it and again i don't want to harp on it too much because i have confidence that in episode three four five they'll expand on it maybe sean will go in an outburst there's so many things it can do with this and so much time to mm -hmm. do it but if you're if you introduced it early in episode two, mm -hmm. within the first ten minutes, right, and you had this was about a three hour episode. Gosh, it was so long. And um, it was a three hour episode. In the first ten minutes, you introduced that he's jealous. You had so much time to expound on it, and and I don't know. It just kind of it it really it didn't. died off. Like honestly, I had forgotten it happened until I watched your playthrough. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, why mm. didn't they do anything with that? Exactly. And even <coughs> Mushroom's death didn't really impact the story too much. No. You kind you heard Daniel and Sean say, I miss Mushroom. Me too. Yeah, like it comes up in conversation later on in the game. But other than that, it doesn't affect Daniel's mood, mm -hmm. Daniel's personality. Yeah. It doesn't really affect the game at all. Yeah. Except for now you don't have to feed the dog. Pretty much, yeah. Um, moving on. The other part th that kind of felt off to me was that this felt more like a Netflix show that mm -hmm. I wasn't taking a part of. There was way too many moments where I could put down put down the controller and just watch. Yeah. Which again isn't a bad thing, 
But if we're comparing it to episode two, which is a fair thing to do mm-hmm. for both uh, lecture in season one and before the storm, if we compare those two second episodes yeah. to this one. Well, it's not fair to, com- to compare before the storm because that wasn't by the same people. Okay. Yeah. True, true, true. Uh, but still, uh, with episode two of Lecture Stain season one, mm-hmm. you know, you were in the action. Yeah. There's some times where you could put down your controller, but not like this episode. I actually timed it from the t- from the time you bury Mushroom to when you get to the door of the Reynolds. It's a it's just about six minutes where you could put down your controller. Besides, there's a point where you can ring a bell, but that's pushing one button. Ring yeah. ring bell, ring bell again. It's a six minute window where you can put down your controller. Yeah, and just watch it. And even though that's not always a bad thing, like I no, just. It's not. Comparing it to season one, mm-hmm. it almost seems like they're kind of betting on people playing this game just because we enjoyed season one. Mm-hmm. Because season one was so like when looking into thing, when you started like going through things, looking around yeah. rooms and your surroundings, that could come up in conversation later. It was used to save Kate's life. Yeah. You know, digging through things had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Looking around at your surroundings had a purpose. Yeah. Um, it was used in so many situations. Whereas now you can look around but doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And really, I don't feel like I have a choice that much. Like yeah. I literally the only choices I feel like that change the game are talking to Daniel. Yeah. That's it. Whereas, like, even when you're talking to the Reynolds, it doesn't seem like it's changing the storyline that much. Like, it seems... Not as much as season season one did. Because Adam tried to choose different things than I did. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, the outcome was exactly the same. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Yeah, I tried to be a jerk in mine because you were a good guy. And I just Mm want to see, if I was a jerk, like, how could things go down, you know? And it was exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Like... It's very linear. You know. It doesn't seem like we have as much of a choice, like where especially like when it came to like doing things that Mrs. Reynolds had told them mm-hmm. not to do. Like yeah. Claire said, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Like there were rules to keep them safe. And I was like, no. And I would tell Daniel, like, no, we're not going. No, mm-hmm. we're not doing that. No, we're not. And the game would just force me to do it anyway. Yeah. And I understand like that's how they got to where they could end the episode. But at the same time, why do, why do I have a choice then? Yeah. Like, and why give me the choice if it's not going to do anything? Like, why should I get to try and be good when the outcome's the same? Exactly. And, and that's the other thing you brought up, like, uh, Mrs. Reynolds kept talking about rules, rules, rules. Mm-hmm. The episode title is called Rules, and it feels like it's a show off of PBS. Yeah. Where it's just like, why are there so many rules? Oh, I have to give Daniel yeah. rules. And, oh, we go to the Reynolds, and there's rules. And we are we have to abide by the rules of America. And it just... We get it. Rules. Yeah. And it just felt like a story that was written by PBS mm-hmm. or, or like a kid's show where yeah. it's just like rules are important, kids. And whereas the first episode, Roads, um, it's it's going off of where we are on the road. We mm-hmm. have to go on this. But it didn't talk about roads the entire time. Yeah. It, it was just the it was just the setting that we're on. But rules, it was just kind of like it was I, I felt like we were watching an episode of Arthur. Yeah. Like. Even in like the first episode, you were like kind of 
mm-hmm. upset because you're like, I don't know, like that episode was kind of boring. Yeah. Da, da, da. And I said, no, like I think that was a good, like I thought the first episode was good. I was interested and I was excited for the rest of the series. But like after the second episode, I'm just like, mm-hmm. where is this going? It kind of drags it a bit. It does. Like I remember when we were playing, we played it. When I got home from work, I got home, we ate dinner, and I s- wasted a whole night with our friends playing this game. And I say wasted, that's yeah. the correct word, because it was a waste of my time to play that when I could have been hanging out with my friend who I haven't seen in a year. Yeah. Like, that was a waste of my time, I feel, because I literally sat there. By the end, I was so bored and so done with the game. Mm-hmm. I wasn't caring what I chose. Yeah. And I actually forgot yeah. to look at my stats mm-hmm. because i was like i was about to go to home screen adam's like what are you doing yeah He's look like, at your stats and i was like i completely forgot like i didn't even care i'm like i just wanted to be done with this game yeah it, it drags a little too much yeah it's it's chore simulator to 2016 because yeah. it's based in 2016 but yeah i did the chore and that's the other thing like your reward like what you do in the game doesn't feel like there's a lot of rewards yeah like the only reward was that Claire, thank you for doing chores. Yeah, she she said she said on note PSS. Thanks for thanks for picking things up. When I didn't realize that that's what she meant, because she when she said pick your things up, I thought it meant our room. So I cleaned our room and I did laundry. Like she asked, and I got yelled at. Yeah. Like what? Like there's some things where like it affects your ending, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. You know, but let's jump forward to where we first meet Captain Spirits. Um, e. So you know everybody knows that, and I feel like. Chris's voice actor was a bit off. Yeah, I feel like that kid had a cold the day they were recording. Yeah, and he just didn't sound the same. His character was a bit off. He wasn't like this timid little kid who had a lot of imagination. He kind of seemed like cocky in a way. I wouldn't say that. How would you describe his character? He was definitely confident. Like when he thought he had the powers, Mm -hmm. he said to Sean, like, Uh, I have powers like i am captain spirit like it was like okay yeah it wasn't like that in the first captain spirits which which then you can argue and i'll not argue this i'll play devil's advocate oh it's not really devil's advocate it's yeah. truth it's a narrative that this kid who was beaten by his dad and uh you know didn't have a lot going for him now he has superpowers, and now he's like, whoa. Yeah, like, I didn't honestly think anything of it. Like, yeah. I didn't care that much. And, like, his voice changed. Like, I honestly thought that he probably just had a cold that week when he was yeah. recording. But that's not the part that irked me. Yeah. When you finish Captain Spirits, okay, um, this is coming from a guy who loves whiskey, okay? When the dad, and, and when we first see Captain Spirit, right, the dad takes out a whiskey bottle. It's about a quarter less. And then when we're done, Captain Spirit, it's less than three quarters empty. So this dude drank a little over half a bottle of whiskey. And it ends by Charles waking up. He can't walk so much so that he breaks the whiskey bottle and he's like breaking his leg. And he's just like out of his mind, right? He's so drunk that he can't walk. All of a sudden, he's sober. Yeah. <clears throat> like, he is, he's sobered up real quick. Yeah, like, so from the end of Captain Spirit, when he's like that, that's when you, that's when the boys meet. Yeah, it's within. Meet him. It's, let's be generous. It's within 15 minutes. Let's be super generous. That's super generous because literally that situation happened and Chris ran outside. Yeah. So, so it's like 
five minutes. This at right after Daniel saves Chris, yeah. the dad comes mm-hmm. outside. I don't remember the dad's name at the moment. Uh, Charles. Yes, Charles yeah. runs outside and says, "Oh hi," and he's like completely functioning. He runs outside, yeah, running outside and meets the boys and says hello. And then he even is conscious enough to say, "Oh my gosh, Chris, you're not even wearing shoes." Yeah, you're like, not wearing- and then he gives him a piggyback ride back inside. <laughs> Let me tell you something, fam. Uh, I if you give me two glasses of whiskey and you say like, "Oh, g- give this kid a piggyback ride," it's game over. Yeah, like that I'm kid's done. falling in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> but like this dude drank half a bottle of whiskey and is confident enough to run outside, conscious enough to say you don't have shoes, conscious enough to have a full conversation with boys and give a kid a piggyback ride. Like he sobered up real quick, and I yeah. always. I always say that in movies and TV shows when people are like drunk out of their minds, yeah. slurring their words, and then something happens and they're 100% conscious enough to react to it. I'm just like, that's not how that. The, yeah. Th- like, thing, situations don't up. sober Quick, you. Dude. Like, yeah, it, it might make you a little conscious of what's happening, but yeah. you're still drunk. <laughs> like, and then Chris, like, totally gets over what Charles said. Yeah. Like, like suddenly Charles, he's like, oh, yeah, dad, like, give me a piggyback ride. <laughs> and he's like laughing. I'm like, I would have been like, go away. You terrify me. Yeah. Charles, like, was like, like terrifying Chris and blaming him for not getting Mrs. Reynolds way enough. Blames him for his mother's death. Yeah. And then Chris is like, oh, yeah, I'm just playing around. Yeah. I got yeah. powers now. And Charles is so, super sober. And I'm just like, how did that happen within 15 minutes? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's the the continuity of it just kind of irked me. Yeah. Like, why is he super sober? Why is Chris super fine? Why are they normal now? And and I know that later on we get to talk to Chris. If you if you really talk to Chris and he says, well, you know, my dad gets a little angry. He does beat me. Like, yeah. Uh, you get to talk to him, and you get to talk to Charles. Like, dude, you gotta get your stuff together, dude. Yeah. I understand that, but the the continuity of captain spirit to this like you have to understand it's within minutes and it's yeah like completely different mm-hmm. and, and it's just like what was the point yeah it, i don't know it, like it, it just kind of like if we really got to know captain spirit in that fashion and we we went through the whole house like trying to find out clues of life strange 2 and really getting invested with chris's character and understanding yeah, why like, Charles why did you have us play captain spirit if you're Gonna basically ignore everything that you made us do in Captain Spirit. But he had the costume on. I will give him that. He got the costume on. But yeah, that just kind of like what? Yeah. And and Chris, we already said like he he didn't seem the same. It's kind of like his character was a bit off. I don't know. That was just my personal opinion. I don't think that's like objectively like oh his character was a bit off. That's just merely my opinion. I I don't think that his character would have went in the way he did yeah but that's because i identified with chris like yeah. i i had his a similar life situation and he did my my dad was a good guy but you know he drank too much and he totally changed personality so mm-hmm. i'm going off of my own life experiences and it's just yeah i don't know i know people have different stories but it just felt really off to me yeah um but moving on even further is just um the story, oh, uh, Stephen. Wait, which one was Stephen? Oh, st- oh, 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 sorry, Mr. sorry. Mr. Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I, I completely ignored the uh, Christmas tree lot. I didn't write down notes for that. 
Uh, but yeah, the Christmas tree lot. You know, we go to get our Christmas tree. And again, we, we're introduced to a character we, what, that we might be introduced later, Cassidy. Yeah. Right? And I don't know. Just that whole segment just felt like, oh, yeah, there's trains. Yeah. It felt like they put that in there just so, like, we would have, we knew a way to get out of town mm-hmm. without having to walk for once. Yeah. And it, they just kind of put her in there so that there was another traveler. Like, first episode, we met Brody. This yeah. episode, we met Cassie. Like, they put her in there so that we would meet another traveler. Yeah. But it was stupid. Like, I didn't even want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then the game forced me to talk to her. Another thing that I didn't get a choice in. Yeah, because like, I told you that, like, I think she's important because I saw her in a trailer. And you're just like, I, I really don't care. And then Because it was at a point I was already, like, that was like an hour and a half into the game. No, that was like two hours. That was two hours. In, yeah, so that was like two hours into the game. I was so bored and I was done at that point. Like, I was like, get me out. I just want to do what they want me to do and be done. Like, I didn't want to, at that point, I didn't want to do anything extra. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to waste my time. And they forced me to talk to her. Like, I tried leaving and mm. she, like, called out to me. I was like. I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. I didn't even look at you. Like you said, I think your problem was is that it was just too linear. Where you're yeah. used to Life is Strange season one, where yeah. it lets you do anything. It lets you interact with it. There was a linear like, story involved. Yeah. like And there were peri- like perimeters where, like, all right, I couldn't leave the junkyard. Right. Or <laughs> I couldn't leave the dorms till I got done what I needed to get done. But I had freedom within that area. Yeah. Whereas here, I had to get Daniel a Christmas well, You gift. didn't have to. Did you have to? Wait, you did? I'm pretty sure because it's part of the story. It's part of your stats that oh, you got yeah. him. A, that you got him a Christmas gift. Uh, I only had twelve dollars. Yeah. So I had to buy him a Christmas gift. Yeah. I guess so. I'll have to. I'll have to force myself to play it again. There's an option in there, like in the stats that said you stole his Christmas gift, but I didn't see a way to steal it. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't know if you have to. I guess you do. Like, you have to buy him a Christmas gift. You have to talk to Cassidy. You have to, uh, like, I don't know. Oh, uh, by the way, I pranked the dude that yelled at Cassidy. Yeah. And it was just, I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was funny. But, but like, I'm just like, it's, I didn't have as much options. Like, there was nowhere for me to go. Like, literally, the little marked area in Cassidy was the only place I had to explore in that area. Yeah. I couldn't go look at trees. Like, mm-hmm. There were just things in the first live stream that I feel like I would have had more freedom in that Christmas tree lot with, yeah. you know, like there would have been more people I could have talked. I probably could talk to people. I didn't want to talk to people at that point because I was so bored. Yeah. So we're probably going to go a little bit over our usual time. Let's just jump through to what we actually like, the the ending scene. And this was this last scene where we're introduced to where the mother is. Mm-hmm. Right. I think this is where this episode was leading to. But they just dragged it yeah they took it too far where this could have been an hour and a half episode and Mm -hmm. it was three hours yeah there's some things they could have definitely cut short like guessing uh which are the good guys and which are the bad guys guys from the toys like these are captain spirit's friends talking to charles for 10 minutes yeah like there's some things that could have been definitely cut but let's talk about our favorite scene which is the end scene Mm -hmm. right um now we now when i'm talking about the last scene where we finally open up um karen's door like yeah. our mother's like bedroom door yeah and we get to explore her things right yeah and then we find the letter yeah that she had written to her parents saying <coughs> i heard what happened in seattle yeah. if my boys come to see you please protect them right like that's it 
That's that's pretty. The thing that bothered came, me was that Dane was like, "Mom wanted to see us," and I'm like, "No, she didn't. That is literally not what she said." Yeah, she's just like, "Well, you know, if they're around, please protect them." Um, but yeah, she did. She didn't really mention that, but I I enjoyed it because you finally get to see. Yeah. Like that Karen actually reached out to. Yeah. She keeps an eye on their life mm-hmm. in some way. Exactly. So they're they're still in contact. But Mrs. Reynolds, uh, what what's her name? Claire. Claire. Claire doesn't want any contact with Karen. Yeah. Like she, she doesn't if care. If you look around the house, there are picture frames missing. There are empty squares on the wall. Mm-hmm. She had taken down every picture of Claire. There's a box in her bedroom of any picture that had Claire in it mm-hmm. sitting in that box in the room. And she keeps that door, that room locked. And. If you go into Steven's, like, little hobby room mm-hmm. and you, like, go about, he has a picture of Karen. That he says, don't show that to Claire. Yeah, he's like, please don't tell Claire that I have a picture of my daughter. Yeah. You know, so Claire's, like, done with her. Yeah. So so then uh, Claire comes in and says, that, like, oh, you didn't follow the rules. And I'm like, oh, another Arthur episode. Like, it's like, oh, the rules, the rules. And it's just like, you have she to. She completely overreacts, though. She does. That drove me crazy. <clears throat> she was like, you invaded you going through our things and invading our property i'm like they went in their mother's room yeah they're allowed to see like if they want to know their mom that's up to them not you Mm -hmm. and by the way uh in one of in my playthrough i i got the decision where karen so this when steven leaves the room my playthrough karen said you should be more grateful claire not karen karen dang it so claire like says like you should be more grateful and then Steven exits the room by saying, like, I can't hear this. Like, wait, oh, you can't hear that the kids should be more grateful? Like, it, it just, like... Yeah, it was literally a something to get him <clears throat> out of the room to go start the next scene. Yeah, exactly. It just made it feel like they're forcing Steven to get trapped. Yeah. Like, oh, Car- or Claire yells. Like, she, she keeps yelling, and then Steven's like, oh, I can't be a part of this. I'm like, s- why don't you stay and protect your grandsons? Like, she's attacking them. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> verbally. And you, you're just going to be like, oh, I, I hate in movies and TV shows in real life when people do that. Like, I can't hear. Protect the person then. Like, yeah. stand up to your wife. Exactly. And that could be Steven's character. And I understand that. But I don't. Yeah. And and so then we go down and then, like, we, we, um, we hear... Uh, Steven being trapped, like because he didn't fix the cabinet. And again, again, I will give good points to Don't Nod with that because I talked about Chekhov's gun. That if you have a gun on the wall, it should go off in the next scene. They said that like, oh wait, that that cabinet's a little messy. I'm sorry, she keeps saying I should fix it. And they had that gun go off. Yeah, that was Chekhov's gun to a T. Mm-hmm. There was a cabinet that didn't function that could fall over at any time. And Steven got trapped under it. It was the very character, by the way, it was the very character that did not fix it. So major points to Don't Nod for that point. Yeah. Checkmate. Boom. I love you guys for doing that. But so he gets trapped and we had a decision either to pull him out and injure his legs or have Daniel show his powers. Yeah. You know, so there's that. And of course, I we both chose that Daniel uses his powers. I'm yeah. not going to injure an old man's legs by pulling him out you know so like daniel do your thing and then claire's like what thing daniel what are you doing <laughs> uses his force star wars and so let's fast forward you know sheriff shows up claire's like i'm so sorry like get a move on i wish you could stay with us but you should go find your mother and uh the last huge thing that affects your entire game is the outcome of of chris 
Mm-hmm. Right. Your playthrough was what? My playthrough, I chose not to share Daniel's powers with Chris. I let him continue making Chris believe that he was on with the powers. <laughs> so this was another thing that I don't think changed anything. But anyway. Right. Yeah. I chose for Chris to think that he had the power. So yeah. he runs out in the street to stop the mm-hmm. sheriff car. Yeah. And Daniel gives um, Sean this look saying, let me stop it for him. Yeah. And I said, no, like we have to go. Yeah. And Chris gets hit by the sheriff's car. He's fine, by the way. According to the stats, he just gets hurt. Yeah. So he's fine. Chris doesn't die. And I knew that wouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I knew they wouldn't kill Chris. So I was like, yeah. all right, let's go. He just got, he just got, it wasn't even like head on. The car turned. He got bumped by the car. He's yeah. fine. He's got like a broken walked. rib. He's fine. He's got a broken rib. He's fine. <laughs> he's but. fine. But that's what I chose. Yeah. And then Daniel was mad at me because he thinks his friend is hurt. Mm-hmm. And so when I give him his Christmas gift, he can't enjoy it. Yeah. Because he's too upset. Yeah, whatever. But in my playthrough, Chris still runs out in the street, but uh, Daniel uses his powers and like turns the car into like into the 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 phone pole. Yeah. So like he like moves the car over. But also at the same time, then Chris knows that he had that he did not have the powers. Yeah, because Chris turns around and he sees Daniel's arm up. Yeah. And then for some somehow, Chris then says like. Oh, then he must have the powers, and I don't. I I don't think I, if I was Chris's age, I wouldn't have made that connection. No, nah, I think you would have. I guess so. But then he then uh then Daniel's kind of upset because he know like Chris knows that I have the power. He knows I lied to him. Like I can't believe this. But he wasn't uh, too upset to enjoy his present. Yeah, but the problem with that I had with that was that. So you had chosen. You have an option in the game at one point to tell Daniel. Mm-hmm. You have to tell Chris the truth. Yeah. Tell Chris it's you with the powers because he could get hurt. And I did that. And you did. Yeah. Which is why we were surprised Mm -hmm. when we saw Chris's face or when we saw Chris run out into the street thinking he had the power. Because we figured, oh, if you tell Chris, he won't run out into the street. Well, I didn't say... Now, here's the other thing. I didn't tell Daniel to tell Chris the truth. I told Daniel to stop lying to Chris. That's it. Like, I didn't tell him to, like, go and tell that... Was that an option? Yeah. I th- oh, okay. I think after you say stop lying to Chris, you then have an, I think, I think you then have an option to say, well, should I tell him that I have powers? And I said, uh, just just stop lying to him. That's it. Yeah. Like, okay. So maybe. maybe <clears throat> so I think if again. you tell him the truth, then he'll help you escape. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, <clears throat> I don't see why he, like, what's the, I was going to say, like, that doesn't seem like something that would have changed, but maybe it does change. So, okay. No. Yeah. I I think there's also a, a follow-up option, like, should I then tell him the truth? And I said, mm, no, just just stop lying to him. So he all. just never told him that he's not the one with the powers. He yeah. just decided that he would let Chris think that they disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so then we're at the last scene. Uh, you get the, the present, and then they hop on a train, and then on comes episode three. Yeah. I'm sorry to anybody who enjoyed this, but I think this was a fluff episode. Yeah. I think this was very, 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 very similar to Life is Strange Season 1, Episode 2. Yeah. Both Episode 2s, right? They were they they were the weaker episodes. Yeah. But they had a dramatic ending, right? Uh, think about Episode 2 of Season 1. You save Kate, or you don't uh, save yeah. Kate, from committing suicide. 
in the end of season uh, season two, episode two, you either save Chris from the car or he gets hurt. Yeah. You know, so very similar dramatic endings where you have an impact of what happens. But here's the difference between the suicide scene with uh, with Kate and Chris with with Kate. You're talking her down and it's up to you with it's an intense moment. It's an intense moment. And you have to look around Kate's room. You have to like remind her like you're, you're almost at a test of did you pay attention enough? In this in in this episode yeah. to talk her down, did you pay attention enough to Kate to talk her down to yeah. make sure you care about her? Whereas episode two, did you tell the truth? Yeah, and it's not even that. It's you're not even r- the one running. No, like you can put down this controller and just choose when it comes to choosing. Yeah, Chris's fate. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. You, you can put down the controller and that's that. Whereas, like you said. You're, you're running towards Kate. You're going up to the building. You're going to her. And yeah. You're constantly making decisions at this point. Yeah. Like, even though, like, the game knew you had to get up to the roof, like, you weren't going to collapse. Yeah. You still had that feeling of, like, I have to go save Kate. And it was, like, that's... Really dramatic. Sl- yeah. Yeah. Like, whereas this, like, we didn't even get the option to run. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. And, and it was just like... And that's the other thing that... <laughs> Again, I keep using the word irked because it didn't upset me. I don't think I was really like mad at this yeah, episode. Yeah, like I was kind of annoyed at this episode. Like it went too slow and it was just boring. And I feel like, why did we even go on the road? Why didn't we go up into the woods? If I was running away from the cops, I would climb uh, yeah, that Yeah, I hill. would not have risked going, going in front of the house. Yeah, I would have gone in the backyard, gone up that hill and like avoided everything. But instead they went on the street. And I'm just like, yeah. why? Why'd they you went do that? through Chris's backyard and out <laughs> across the street. Like, why? Why? Why'd you do that? But and but that's just me, m- m- you know. But so all in all, I think we can give our overall thoughts. I'm giving this an officially a four point five out of out of ten. Yeah. The reason reason why four point five. Now hear me out here. It's just under average. It could have been average, but there's a lot of different things that didn't continue the story well. Uh, there's some there's some narrative issues with this that could have been expounded upon within the episode. It just felt like a waste of time and it felt like a filler. Mm-hmm. And just to introduce issues for three, four, five. Yeah. So it just felt like, okay, we're going to introduce that the dog's dead. Sean is uh, jealous. Captain Spirit is Captain Spirit, you know. Yeah. Like, they all, they introduce these, like, the mothers involved. It was a bunch of, like, introductions to set up 345. Yeah. Without paying off within the episode. So, you're just, it's just an episode where you're walking around being introduced to issues. Yeah. But it's not, it is not a one, it's not a two, it's not a three, it's not even a full four, right? No, I would give it a four. You would give it a four. You were bored. I liked it just enough to say that it was just under average. I feel like I feel like if there were some like narrative tweaks to it, it would have been an average episode. It would have been the straight five. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's right there. It's an episode. It's mm-hmm. good. It's decent. But for me, there was just way too many narrative uh, problems for me, for my personal self. I'm not trying to say that, like, objectively this was horrible episode Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I'm seeing on Twitter that you know people enjoyed themselves. They enjoyed this episode. I'm really happy for you. I'm not trying to take that away from you. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that like you're wrong for liking this episode. We just thought it was bad. Yeah, I just thought it was just under average. You know. Yeah. I don't think I and I and we talked about this before this episode. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, but I would still give it a just a four. Yeah. I even considered a three and a half mm, because I. I was so annoyed. Yeah. Like, I was... The situations were annoying. People's reaction to things... Like, Claire's reaction to everything was so dramatic. Like, yeah. she was it's so annoying. It's very one-sided. Yeah, like, she was just like, you went... Like, I understand, like, all right, maybe that's just her character. But there were things about her character that I'm just like, that's unreasonable for anyone in the real world. Like, yeah. the way she reacted was unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Like, she, they still could have had her get mad with... You know, within reasonable limits. Yeah. Like, she said things that made no sense that you could tell that they had chosen different things throughout this episode. I don't know. I was just a little too annoyed, and it took too long, and yeah. that's why I would give it a four. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with mine 4.5. I'll even give it 4.7. Because no. it just, to me, like, it was it was average, but just under. Like, it, it, it just felt like it was just a setup for us. You know, yeah, and I just I didn't have as much fun as I did with with episode one of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't have much fun with this as season one, episode two. But this is season two. They should have fixed these issues, expounded upon it, and just made it better. But instead, they made it more linear, mm-hmm. and it didn't give you a lot of options. Any option I gave you, it just ended up in the same situation. It wasn't like season one where like there's all these different things he could have done it was very replayable it just very felt very linear it felt like i was watching a netflix show yeah which isn't a bad thing except you're not watching netflix you're playing a video game exactly i don't think this was a complete failure i just was disappointed in it yeah i'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed (laughs) don't nod but yeah it's just a little too many issues for us so not horrible but under average. Yeah. So you're going to give it, that's your final 3.5 or 4? Yeah, I'll give it a 4. All right, I'll give it a 4.5. So I guess it's a 4.5. It's a 4.3. But all right, I think that does it for this week's episode. Um, but yeah, tweet us your thoughts uh, at Gaming Groceries or if you want to tweet us individually, uh, your Twitter handle? Uh, Journey First. At Journey First. Uh, I am at Ace the Grocer. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us your thoughts as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, go check out our uh, boy Absolute Prodigy on Twitch and uh, give us your honest feedback on uh, iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever you listen to. Give us uh, some star ratings. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I think this is a fun episode. Um, yeah. We're, we're always going to talk about this. We're always going to talk about Life Strange 2. Every episode that comes out, we're going to play through. We're going to talk about it. I have a lot of hope for season for episode three because episode three of season one was probably one of my favorites. Hmm. And yeah, and, and that's the thing. This set up a lot of things for three, four, five. And so because of that, I have a lot of hope. I, I'm going to say this right now. And you can call me out on this. I'm going to say that episode three will be a seven out of ten. 
I don't trust them anymore, so I'm not. I'm I, not even gonna have any. I'm hopes making that the, the next call that it's gonna be good. I'm making the call that I'm gonna give a rating of seven or seven point five, not an eight, but I'm gonna give it a seven or seven point five. It's going to fix the problems. I'm still gonna have issues with it, but I, I think there's so many setups for episode three that I have a lot of confidence. We'll see. We'll see, but call me out on that. Okay. Thank you for oops. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We, we love you very much. We love talking with you guys. We love talking video games. So we just thank you for being part of this week's episode. So we will talk to you next week. We love you very much. Have a good one.